welcome to Zoom. Welcome to Zoom. <laughs> we are Zooming, but I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're in a podcast app. So welcome to our Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as Detroit Strange. Yeah, that's the show that you're listening we're to. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for coming. That other voice is Jess. Yeah. And that's Alex. And you're you. Yeah. And that's great. Mm-hmm. We like that for you. Yeah. Love that for you. <laughs> Which actually, my roommate said the other day that um, when people say I love that for you, it's got a um, like kind of snarky connotation. And I was like, Alex says it to me all the time. I thought it was nice. You can mean it both ways because I definitely sometimes okay. mean it snarky. Never like to my friends. Yeah. But like yeah. when I'm talking about like, like if I was talking about the Tiger King, I'd be like, oh, love that for him. Yeah, I think it's like, so it's like the delivery of it can change it. Like a lot of phrases. Totally. Generally, like when I say it to like my friends, I'm like, I love that for you. I'm glad that you're doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it can, it can be both. Yeah. But that reminds me of like, <laughs> when we were doing this Live Your Truth, like we had a Itty Bits troupe called uh, Live Your Truth. It was me, my friend Annie and Molly. Cute. And we just be like, and I'm just like living my truth and that's who I am and that's me and I'm great and that's you and you're like, you're just doing you and that's fine. <laughs> just like. I like that. I also like all of all three of you. So I like everything about that. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's the only time I've ever done Itty Bits. For anybody who doesn't know, Itty Bits is a uh, short form improv, local short form improv competition. I'm sure many listeners know yeah but. um who is she she's improv comedy she doesn't do it much anymore but she tries uh it's real hard to do it right now uh oh yeah that was not the time for improv <laughs> no and you know god bless everybody who is trying to do all these things and i've actually heard really good things about some of the online classes and stuff and i'm toying around with looking into it although i think semesters just started at a lot of the places mm-hmm. but I was thinking about it, and one of the big things in improv is, you know, don't be just a talking head. <laughs> and isn't that all, like, a Zoom call is? Is, like, <laughs> we're literally just talking heads. Yeah, try and do object work on a webcam. You've got, like, your face. You could just be like, but you're not supposed to touch your face. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yeah, improv is not the tea right now. <laughs> no. I mean, like, it's still, again, and I think it's great that people are doing it, and it's good to kind of keep your chops up and stuff, but I was just like, that's literally the exact opposite of like one of the the staple things that you're you're trying to get away from. Yeah. So God bless those of you doing it and God bless those those of you doing it and being able to avoid being a talking head because you have to get more creative. Like I think that it can be done, yeah. but you can't do like mm-hmm. traditional and you got to like adapt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like and there's stuff like line games and stuff can still Yeah. you know, work well and whatever, but do you ever play line games by yourself? Um, not well. I guess I have kind of because it's just like thinking of a punchline a lot, you know, for oh, yeah. many of them, and I like that. And then um, I've done it in like road trips. Oh, with that's fun! Just a couple people in a car mm-hmm. or camping around a campfire. It's actually really fun to do. And, but like instead of like somebody steps forward to do it, you just pass it around in the the road trip or the campfire. Oh yeah, scenario. So I always yeah. love the I like my men how I like my blank game. I think it's called innuendo. Yeah, yeah. I always get well. I like that one and it um the sex with me. That's sex a fun with one. me is like a blank and then punchline. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
Uh, I like those two. And then I do actually like a thousand and one, except for I don't like setting it up every time because it's just such a long setup. Um, I don't remember that one. And I'm kind of OK with that because I remember not enjoying it. It's like a thousand and one like ways to sharpen a pencil. What is it? No, no, no. G- give me. OK, pencil. So you'd say a thousand and one pencils uh, enter a bar. Bartender says I can't serve a thousand and one pencils. Thousand and one pencils say why bartender says that's not the point. Okay. Very yeah. punny. Or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, very punny. I mean like ridiculously punny, but also really good card game. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Recommend. Yes. For all those car trips you're going on right now, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Um what you sipping on over there? I because there's, you know, limited stuff in my house. I have a lot of citrus that was about to go bad. So everything is apparently a sour. Uh, so this is a gin sour. Nice. It's very pretty. Oh, I put yeah. these flowers in it that turn everything kind of a purpley color. I've got a raspberry orange in there, which I think I keep talking about. I still don't know what that is. Where are you getting them from? It's like a blood orange. Okay. Yeah, it's basically a blood orange. I think it's a little more. But where are you finding them? Meyer. Really? Yeah, they were coming in like one of those giant bags. We've gotten like two or three of them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, oranges are good because they last a fair amount of time. So Citrus in general. We got lemons and limes last week from like a Kroger pickup thing. Uh-huh. And they're all that's why I was squeezing all this citrus because we have so many left over and they're all just. They're going to be trash tomorrow. Like kind of a that's where they're at. Yeah. And I was like, they should last longer than this. Like it wasn't even a week ago. Damn. See, I yeah. did a lot of squeezing last week. So I made my own um, sweet and sour for my margaritas, which is a game changer. But I think I went through like eight mm-hmm. lemons and 12 limes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's why I was squeezing it. And I was like, I have to do something with all this. Like I'm probably after we uh, finish going to go squeeze the rest of it and just put it in the fridge to have like juices citrus juice for whatever yeah i mean i like drinking like water with just lime or or lemon and stuff in it so Mm -hmm. we'll use it nice it will go to good use good nothing goes to waste that's good not during quarantines yes um yeah (laughs) i've been a bit better about not wasting food but every once in a while i'm like oh fuck i forgot about this because it's in the back of my fridge or like i'll look Mm -hmm. at it i'm like oh this expired like a year and a half ago damn it you know what I started doing during this? I figured out that our our fridge in particular is actually basically a dry erase board surface. Interesting. <laughs> like it's not supposed to be. Like the glass shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a dry erase board works on it. Uh, yeah, but this is like a plasticky. Okay. Like whatever outside. But I've been writing a list of things that are like leftover foods or things that are about to expire soon. So that when you walk up to the fridge, you kind of see this list of like things. And you're like, okay, like how can I use this item and i'm not gonna say i'm like on top of this completely but i might have developed like a new life habit of always putting a dry erase board on a refrigerator because it because it happens to me all the time where i forget about something and it sits there forever but it is kind of refreshing to like not be as wasteful yeah yeah i like i'm always looking for new ways i like my fridge is black so like i don't know if the dry erase method will work but we actually had a dry erase mm-hmm. mini fridge in college i remember one time we drew like a woman on it because she was like ricky's type she's like oh she's short and stout it's ricky's type 
Um, so we called her Frigid. Cute, yeah. cute. Um, but I don't know where she ended put... up. R.I.P. Oh. Frigid. Just like my oh. my BB girl, my BBQ, Susie Q, BBQ. Oh, we just got uh like a hand me down little BBQ. Oh, yeah, of of the, the probably the similar size. This is like a little tabletop one, but I never had a table outside, yeah. so like I just would set it on the concrete slab that was our patio. Oh no, that's exactly what we have to do, and exactly what this one is meant for. Does she respond to the name Susie Q? Uh, we'll we'll try. I haven't tried it yet. Okay, let me know because yeah. maybe it's her. Yeah, I hope she'll do. Is she blue? Red. Ah, uh, not her then. I think red. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I was, it was a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. What are you sipping on? Did we go over that? Not I don't yet. think we have. I, um, yeah. I'm going to call it tequila sunset because um, not quite as nice as the sunrise. Okay. But it's tequila, orange juice, and uh, maraschino juice. So I just kind of dumped some of the cherry oh. juice in there. Pretty good. Oh, that works yeah yeah that's similar yeah less syrupy to be honest yeah yeah nice yeah so that's what i'm sipping on over here i hadn't actually tried my drink until we started recording and i'm glad it's not bad actually it tastes it tastes like a sour candy love that for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you ready for a journey yeah <laughs> wait before <laughs> i am so ready for a journey but before we even go there Every time the word journey comes up, my roommate cannot not think of you. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's better cause... than Perry and Patty. They think of me when they hear the word trash, but I do say trash a lot. <laughs> now, I think she heard me editing a video or something where you say the word journey in it. And now she's always like, journey. I, um... It, I like say it sarcastically because everyone's like, that's just my journey. Like I'm going like, uh-huh. this is my, like nobody cares, Barbara. You're going to a, like the grocery store. Calm down. Mm-hmm. That's why it's great though. Yeah. Sorry. No, but yes, totally. I am ready. I am ready for a journey. Okay. If I did it right. Yes, you did. Okay. I just wrote, grab your passport, bitch, because this one's in the Detroit River, but on the Canada side. But don't think that means that has nothing to do with Detroit. Oh, okay. Okay. So, have you heard of Blah Blanc Island? Blah Blanc? Blah Blanc. Boy, yeah, I think that's right. Blah Blanc. Is it the tiny one that's like past Belle Isle? I don't think so. I think no. it's the other direction. No. That's, yep. That one starts with a P, I think. Okay, nope. So, <laughs> it's French for white wood, and it was named so for the birch and beech trees on the island. Some people might know it better by its English corrupted name. Like, I like that Wikipedia specifically said English corrupted. Uh, Boblo. Boblo Island. Oh! Yeah. Yes, her to her. Yeah, there we go. Um, mm-hmm. Cause French is hard. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm saying Bois Blanc. Wee oui, wee? Oui. Yeah, cause it's B O I S. That's Bois, right? Like, I just think of Dubois. B O I S, Bois? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bois Blanc. But, um,. <laughs> Uh, so the island's about two and a half miles long and a half a mile wide, and it's technically part of Amherstburg, Ontario. Interesting. I I think maybe I sort of knew it was Canadian, but I like as a kid, I didn't know. There's probably. um, It's probably because like of the boats, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, I remember the Bablo boat. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit, but um, just okay. some history in the island. It was important early on in American history. Uh, in 1796, a fort called Fort Amherstburg was uh, with the original name of it, but it's now known as Fort Malden. Uh, it was built by the British to guard the passage on the Detroit River since Detroit had just been turned over to the Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fort was also important in the War of 1812 because that's where Sir Isaac Brock and Tecumseh planned the siege of Detroit where they tricked U.S. Brigadier General William Hull into thinking they had many more troops than they did, and he surrendered to the city without a fight. Ooh, tricky. Yeah, which, like, I must have just, like, not been paying attention in history class, because I kind of forgot that, like, we'd lost Detroit for, like, a year. Um, yeah, I, I... Nope. Yeah. Didn't know. Uh, couldn't tell you anything about the War of 1812, uh, other than it probably happened in 1812. Um, I think there's an overture. Ooh, yeah. I mean, it might be important. If you're an American history buff, write in. Let us know if we should know about this or not. In fact, Jerry, if you're listening, let me know. <laughs> Jerry's my cousin who loves our podcast, and um, he teaches social studies. Yep. He would probably know. Yeah. He actually was my teacher, so if anything, I'm just going to blame him. <laughs> Although I don't even know. I didn't have him for that kind of history. I don't even know what kind of history you have in middle school. Anyway. So uh, later in the 1800s, the fort would be turned back over to the province of Ontario, who would turn it into an insane asylum. Wow. Yeah. So apparently the doctor, Dr. Fisher, who was only 25 at the time, had 20 male patients from Toronto that were, quote, industrious and quiet, help him convert the fort to the asylum. When the other patients arrived, however, only 18 of the 20 remained. Wait, say that so So when basically like when the other patients arrived at the asylum, yeah. of the twenty that went originally, only eighteen were left. Okay, so two were missing. Yeah, two just went missing. Okay. And this kind of led to uh, many ghost stories about what may have happened to them and just kind of like yeah. So so wait, two of them went missing and everybody was just like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whoa. I like, couldn't find too many specifics, but like it just said like there's been a lot of ghost stories both in the island and like the surrounding towns of like what happened to them. I'm guessing it's probably like, oh, they escaped. Watch out. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I couldn't find any specifics, but the asylum closed in 1875. Okay. So now we'll get to what the island was mostly known for, which is the Boblo Island Amusement Park. And that's like one of the main reasons why the people in Detroit might know the name Boblo. So in 1898, it opened on the island, and it was known as the Cedar Point of Michigan and or Detroit's Coney Island. I didn't know it was that uh, old. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it went back that long. Yeah. Wow. 1898. So it was about 18 miles from Detroit, and you would get there by boat, like I said, the Boblo Boats. There were two steamers that serviced the island from the Detroit side, the SS St. Clair and the SS Columbia. They could each hold about 2,500 passengers. The SS Columbia was the first ship built in 1902. It was the first U.S. steamboat with a proper ballroom, and its design influenced many other ships at its time. That's just, uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say that's just kind of crazy. I think it was the first one with a ballroom because I don't think it. I don't remember, but I don't think that ride is even that long of a ride. No, not even like it's not that. I mean, it's not that long, and then like, but it had like a ballroom and arcade and a bunch of other like a snack bar. Mm-hmm. I do remember the snack bar. Oh, nice! Wait, I think I went on the other boat though. I don't know which boat I. They're went both on. pretty Go similar, on. but um, okay. They both had about the same amenities on board, but 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also the SS St. Clair that was built uh, in 1910, and they both operated until 1991. Wow. Uh, both were also temporarily altered as part of the Transformers Age of what, whichever one was filmed here, Age of Destruction. I thought a lot of them were filmed here. It's not Age of Ultron. It's I don't Age of Extinction. Whatever Transformers. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I think I saw the first one. Is Shia LaBeouf in them? He was in at least the first one. I don't know how many. I know he wasn't in all of them. Him and Megan I don't Fox. Know. I remember Megan Fox because yeah. she was just like. Eh. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, they were definitely both in the first one. But then I feel like not all of them. But I'm not. This is not a Transformers podcast. Not even kind of. No. I like. There's like a lot of things that like children my age are like, oh, yeah, like. Wasn't into Transformers, wasn't into the Ninja Turtles, wasn't into the Power Rangers. Okay, we're going to pause for a second. I was into Transformers as a child. Okay. I had some. I liked them. I thought they were cool. The original cartoon. 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 (laughs) Where did I pick that up? Uh, The original cartoon. Into it. Saw the first movie. It was fine. Had no interest in any other movies. Yeah, I like the only reason I remember seeing the uh, first one is because we watched it actually on the way to Cedar Point in my friend's RV. Aww. Um, yeah, like my friend, his birthday was in October, so we'd go to Cedar Point for Halloween weekends every year for his birthday. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that was a good time. So in 2018, a huge fire took out the mahogany woodwork in the upper decks of the SS St. Clair, but the boat itself survived and is pending restoration. Uh, the boat co-owner, Ron Catu, said, Yeah, she's 110 years old, but she's well-built and she survived. We are in the point of restoration to where it was a steel skeleton structure ready to be rebuilt. Wow. Yeah. and then the S- What year was this? 2018, so like two years ago. Are they planning on doing something? Well, you're probably going to get to that. Let's not jump the gun. Um, I don't know. They just said it was pending restoration. So I don't know if they started anything or if it's actually happening. But Okay, interesting. There was a plan at some point to restore it. And then the mm-hmm. SS Columbia is docked somewhere around Buffalo, New York, where it's being rehabilitated. Mm. So once you got off these big fancy boats, mm-hmm. you would get to the park. And I have just some of their signature attractions. Um, the Nightmare, Falling Star, Wild Mouse, The Whip, uh, Sky, Sky Streak, which was a roller coaster, uh, Screamer, which uh, like I had I was able to find pictures for some of them, but not all of them. Uh, the Sky or the Screamer kind of looked like the corkscrew at Cedar Point, you know, the curly one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also had like the basics, like a Ferris wheel, a carousel, it had a zoo. I don't know why I put that in with the basics because that's not like that common for amusement parks to have. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though, but when I was like researching this one, it made me miss um, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Did you ever play that game? I never played it, but I am vaguely familiar. Uh, I like literally might dig out one of my old laptops to play this later, so I will send you Snapchats. Oh, good. I look forward to it. Yes. So there was also a dance hall on the island, which is actually still standing. Hmm. But it was financed by Henry Ford, and it was the second largest in the world at the time, being able to hold 5,000 dancers. Wow. Yeah. It also featured one of the world's largest orchestrions. Have you ever heard of those? Is that an or- 
related to an orchestra? It's just like this big old machine that was like designed to sound like an orchestra or a band. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so this one was like 16 feet tall and 14 feet wide. It was designed by the Welt Company, and it contained 419 pipes in a percussion section. Dang. And it's just like crazy, like, you know, that they were able to like build a machine that sounded like an orchestra back then. Like, I can only imagine how crazy. It doesn't surprise me, though. Like, I feel like that's what, like, that time era was, like, all about was, like, because is that part of the industrial age? Is that? I would say so. This is, like, yeah, early yeah. 1900s. So, so, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was it. It was, like, what can we do? What what machinery can we make? And Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting, though. It's also interesting that that, that uh, ballroom housed 5,000 dancers because that would be two boatloads. Yeah. That's two boats. A lot of people, yeah, being transported for a dance party. Yeah. Um, I guess even in the 20s, they had big band nights. Uh, they gave the orchestra mm-hmm. on a break, uh, but it brought in loud, large crowds of young people. Okay. And like I said, it still stands on the island today, and it's privately owned and used for storage, unfortunately. Oh. You can kind of see inside, though. There's pictures. I'll show you the pictures at the end. Ooh. I might even post a link to the article that MLive had because it's too many for Instagram and I'm not going to take their pictures, but I somewhere I'll post this article because it just has like 30 so pictures of the island, like pictures of it, the disarray it's in now, and then pictures of it in its heyday. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, cool. Yeah. They also did things called scooter boats, which were like bumper cars only in water. Oh, which were a little too much like bumper cars, in my opinion, because, you know, bumper cars had that like electrical grid above them, that weird like pole touching the electrical grid. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how these boats worked. I'm like, that does not sound OK for water. Like water electricity don't mix. If Pokemon taught me nothing, I know that to be a fact. <laughs> yeah, no, that's slightly terrifying. Right. Um, were there but did it, were there ever any accidents like didn't say. Um, okay. I'm guessing if there were, they didn't want them publicized. <laughs> but another one of the attractions you can still see today is a Space Needle. And this is what reminded me, I think, the most Roller Coaster Tycoon, because it's basically just like this tall, wide pole thing that this like observation deck like rises and spins around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's still standing. You can even, like, even at the top, you can see it says Boblo Island. Aww. Uh, also still standing is the entertainment theater and the bumper cars building. So they had bumper cars too. I kind of remember those. Have you been here? Have you been there? Yeah, I went to Bablo as a kid at least once, maybe a couple times. Uh-huh. I have a very, I was very young mm-hmm. and I have a very, my dad's cousin who was kind of like, she, she was my aunt. I called her aunt. Her son was a teenager and I know his friend went and I know I went with them I remember the snack bar in the boat because mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, uh, she, I think we got Doritos or something and I never had stuff like that at home. So it was like a big deal. Oh yeah. And I remember I didn't want to go on the big roller coaster, but my cousin convinced me to sit with him and then be okay or something. Oh, so I went on the big roller coaster and I kind of maybe remember bumper cars, but I might, I mean, I, this is such a foggy memory for me. I bet. Cause I mean, it closed in 93. Yeah, I, I was pretty young. Yeah. Whenever I went, I was a tall child. So me being able to go on the big roller coaster does not tell. Yeah. 
what age I would have been. I stopped growing very early on, so yeah. My sis, I remember we go to Cedar Point. My mom would um put like a top knot on my sister's head so she'd seem taller to get her go- to get her to be able to go on the rides. Ooh, yeah, life hack. Which also yeah. <laughs> shout out to my mom because she also gave me this topic idea. I was like talking to her yesterday because it was Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to come up with a topic for this." She's like, "How about Boblo Island?" I'm like, "What?" So I started looking it up. I'm like, "This is fascinating." Did you know about Boblo no, Island before this? Literally, this no. is your first. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it's like a. Um, I mean, it, it brings a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people. I'm yeah. I'm making noise right You're now, good. and I'm sorry. I'm looking for a Boblo Island pin that I have. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. If you find it, you'll have to post a picture of it. Yeah, I will. It's I know it's in here. It's just I have a lot of pins that I don't use. Fair. I have like pins around my room too that like I love, but I just have nowhere to put them. Mm-hmm. You can only put so many on a jean jacket. I need to get a denim jacket. Yeah, I have I have two, but you can still only put so many of them yeah. on your jacket at a time. You can only have so many pieces of flair. Tell me more. So from 1952 to 1974, there was a man by the name of Joe Short, but is probably better known as Captain Boblo. Aw. He was hired to, yeah, he was hired to entertain boat passengers and he would wear colorful clothing and a big hat and carry binoculars. Before this, he worked as, he worked for the Ringling Brothers Circus. Mm-hmm. So he had, I guess, rel- related work experience. I don't know. So he was an entertainer. I mean, like, yeah, more than a cap captain. Was that his title? Captain yeah. Bobo? Yeah. He was just kind of there to like entertain the passengers. And even after the boats were docked for the day, he would continue the show at local bars and taverns. They kind of just like go around, still be Captain Boblo around the city. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he was 90 when he retired. So he was doing this until he was 90. There's a picture of him on this article, too. So you'll get to see him. Wow. Oh. It's because he loved it. Oh, totally. Sure. I was like thinking about that today and I was like, I want to find something that I want to do until I'm 90. Yeah. Probably not entertaining children on a boat, but something no. that I am passionate about. Yeah. And it is not boats or children. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Especially boats. I'm more okay with boats than I am with children. Oh, opposite. I mean, I don't think I want to. Little kids are great and small gatherings i get that i think i'm just like extra salty about kids right now because it seems like everyone on my team at work has like 12 children at home based on the amount of screaming that happens on work calls mm-hmm. and also it's i thought this was interesting at some point in the 80s the simpsons were the mascots of the park and like people could meet them mm-hmm. that's probably when i went actually really did you remember meeting the simpsons i guess homer and bart were there this is ringing a weird bell. Interesting. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I have no idea what year I went in. It probably would have been 88, 89, something like that. I have no idea, though. I love that I'm uh, uncovering memories for you. You are. <laughs> this is like a therapy session. <laughs> We're going to talk about the theme park today, Jessica. We're going to talk about that island. <laughs> this is your Shutter Island moment. Oh, gosh. I actually don't remember enough about that movie other than it was on an island and Leonardo DiCaprio was either crazy or not. Yeah, I don't remember much about that movie other than it was one of those like twisty turny. Yeah. Kind of sitches. And then it was like, wait, what? I remember liking it. I think I liked it, but I don't. I don't know that it was like 
I was like, that was a good movie that I maybe never need to watch again. Totally. Although maybe I do now because I don't remember it. Maybe be like watching it. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, I don't. I've been like having the urge to watch movies that like I remember liking, but don't remember much about like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I've never even heard of that. I think I just love it because Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Oh, I do like him. Yeah. I've never heard of that movie. If you like uh, Cold War espionage, you might like this movie. I don't know. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But back to Bablo. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. always happy memories that were had. There was a legal case of Bablo Excursion Company versus Michigan. Uh Uh-oh. In June of 1945, a woman by the name of Sarah Elizabeth Ray, along with 12 other female workers helping with the war efforts, took a sponsored trip to Bablo Island. Unfortunately, Ray was removed from the boat in accordance to Bablo's company policy of excluding, quote, the so-called zoot suitors, the rowdyish, the rough, the boisterous, and it also adopted the policy of excluding the colored. <gasps> oh. Yeah, that was a quote. Um, and so, unfortunately, like, she was removed because she was a woman of color. Uh, but the state of Michigan brought mm-hmm. racial discrimination case against the ferry service because of it. Uh, the company claimed that it could, it could exclude her because they operated in another country and no U.S. state had the authority to regulate commerce with Canada. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But it made it all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court that ruled into the favor of Michigan. So. Uh, okay. Okay. I had to process that. Yeah. Well, that's good. And also, like. Even if your company's operations is outside of the country, if you are, a lot of your business is coming from the, you know what I mean? Like, and also, I don't get why you'd want to like exclude business. Like a person, like people are people just like, it's another like ticket you're selling. I don't get it. Yeah. Other than the part that it's stupid and racist, but also it's like from a business sense, why? Yeah. I mean, there's still companies that operate like that though today, which is so sad and, and disappointing. True. And I don't I mean, they they're not as outright, you know, stating it, but there are exclusionary companies still today. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I know all about it. All the LGBT mm-hmm. religious freedom laws. Just bake the yeah, fucking cake, bitch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah. It, yeah. Not to be a bummer, no. but. Baby, you know, I was going to say baby steps, but that's bullshit. That's such a bullshit excuse. There, th- Nothing should be like that anymore. Yeah. A person's a person. Yeah. Serve a person. Um, Sell a person a ticket. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, a less downer, more interesting note. So, Good. another part of the, like, another interesting part of the island's history has to do with the Vietnam War. Okay. So, at this time, Canada was a safe haven for those trying to dodge the draft. And Bablo is a perfect opportunity to get into Canada without having to go through customs or border control. Interesting. Because, so the island was in Canada, and it was serviced from the Detroit side by the two ferries, but there were smaller ferries that would go from, I want to say, like, somewhere downriver, and then also from Canada. Um, And so what people would do is those, look like, if they're looking to get into Canada, they would take the Bablo island take the Bablo boat to the island from Detroit, mm-hmm. return their trade tickets with someone from the Canada side, and then would take the return, like take their return ticket and go back to Canada instead of the U S. Whoa. Which like thinking about it now, like I wonder, like I wonder how it would work if like Bablo was still open. Cause 
like border control is much tighter than it used to be. I was thinking about that actually when you just mentioned it being in Canada. I was like, how I don't, I don't know. I mean, I it, they would have to be checking passports and stuff upon re-entering the country. Like, I'm sure you could go to the island probably without too much hassle, but upon like returning to the U.S. or Canada, yeah. I'm sure they'd have to have some sort of checkpoint. Yeah, I don't think you could not do that. Yeah, it's just like kind of like I was I was writing these notes. I was thinking about it. I'm like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. People would need to have a passport to go to an amusement park. Yeah. And like, imagine. Oh, my God. Just like losing your passport on a roller coaster, like losing your phone would be bad enough, but like losing your passport. Oh, no, you're right. Not the tea. Mm mm. So kind of jumping forward to somewhat modern day. Mm -hmm. uh, so the park faced declining attendance due to the rising popularity of Cedar Point. Like they just couldn't keep up with the Cedar Point, obviously. Well, Did it say anywhere what year Cedar Point opened? I know Cedar Point was late 1800s too, I think. Let me just look real quick. Oh, really? Okay. So Cedar Point just kind of, they were, they were neck and neck, but Cedar Point kind of. Open in 1870. Oh, so they were way earlier. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember, I don't know why, but I remember I read the Wikipedia page about Cedar Point once. Because they have, like, the blue streak is, like, super old. Mm-hmm. Um, my, mo <laughs> my mom told me a story about one time she was at Cedar Point and she didn't know she was pregnant. <laughs> she went on the blue streak. I'm like, thanks. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that was me. Not a smooth ride. <laughs> No, it explains a lot about me, I think. <laughs> she did, but she didn't know. Yeah. And her, I mean, you were probably early enough anyway. along to her, it didn't affect too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so the park would close for good in 1993. Uh, and apparently there was one person trying to save it to keep it going beyond that, but he was paralyzed in a car accident in 93. Aww. And his financial bankers like shuttered the park almost immediately and sold off the assets, like the rides, the property, you know. Oh. Uh, and today it has become an upscale residential and resort community. I did look up a map of it a few years ago, just on a weird, you know, internet yeah. searching thing. And I did notice that there are neighborhoods there. I was so surprised that people live there just because like, again, you have to take a ferry. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so it is privately owned, but it is still open to the public via the ferry from the Canadian side. Uh, just a quote from the Bablo Island website, like the residential, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's no Carnival Medway anymore, but once you roll off the ferry, you can drive by the ritzy homes and mini manses, park your car to the island's restaurant and ice cream shop to walk along Bablo's signature buildings. The island's south end is closed to cars, but it's a short walk along meadows on a, on a dirt road to a lighthouse, a restored British army blockhouse, and a sandy slip of beach with picnic tables and a volleyball net. Interesting. And then property on the island is mostly condos and houses valued at anywhere from like 184,000 to 1.5 or 1.15 million. Jeez. Yeah. Is that um, Canadian? I think so. Okay. And the ferry is $20 for round trip. And residents have to pay 4,200 for an annual pass. Oh my gosh. I just imagine how much of a pain in the ass it would be like, oh, I have to go to the grocery store. Let me hop on the ferry. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's not like, I mean, it's the same ferry, right? It's not like one of those special ones that cars can go on. No, or... I feel like it is because um, 
Like I said, like you drive off the ferry. Oh, 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 okay. I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, okay. You're good. I mean, that's like slightly. No, that's still expensive. What am I saying? I mean, I think I read some like that it was two thousand for your first five years on the island, but like still. And then it goes up twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what an arbitrary amount, too. <laughs> like, right. Not even double. Like we're gonna add two hundred more on top of that. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, I found some testimonials about the park, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to read a few of them. Oh, yeah. This is from someone named Brandon. These are all from an article from uh, Click on Detroit. I was one of the last generations of people who were able to enjoy Bablo Island Amusement Park. I was seven years old when the ferry stopped running in 91. To tell you the truth, I remember the boat rides to the park more than the park itself. Getting to the dock in Detroit early in the morning, the anticipation of boarding the boat, the ride on the river, the views, the fact that I could play an arcade game on a boat blew my small mind. What I remember about Bablo Island specifically, the entrance coming off the boat, one of the last times I went, the Simpsons were the mascots and I met Barton Homer. Wow, he has a better memory than I do. (laughs) Well, he was seven. Anyway. I know, but... I don't know what year I went again. I was somewhere between like six and eight. I had to have been. No, maybe even a little. I don't know. I can't math. Don't make me math. That's fine. Here's one from Bonnie, though. Bonnie. I don't know. I always think Bonnie's Bonnie. Bonnie. Uh, I'm 73 years old, and I remember my parents taking me to Bablo after picking me up at Willow Run Airport after a visit with relatives in Miami, Florida, when I was eight years old. What a fun and exciting place. <laughs> she really uh, got detailed there. Yeah, uh, I just thought that she, like picking her up at Willow Run Airport because, but she she was more detailed about where she yeah. came from than the actual right. amusement park itself. She's like, I came from Willow Run Airport where I was in Miami on flight two four seven. Right. Um. <laughs> I also like didn't really did like passenger at Willow Run. You know. I guess I never thought about it, but I've been there like once or twice. I've never been there. I've just heard of it. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I think they have like a plane museum there. I don't know. Anyway, here's LJ. Oh, how I recall the fun times going to Bablo with my sisters and brother. He was 20 years older than me. So when we went to the island. We took a cab to the downtown docks to catch the first boat out. And then we would return on the last boat. I can still feel the sun and the wind as one of the great boats took us to the island. My favorite ride was the log ride. I thought it was the greatest thing of all time. Aww. Yeah. So a lot of people have very fond memories of the island. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool. Like, I literally had no idea this existed until yesterday and very interesting to read all about it. No, it's cool. I'm I'm feeling nostalgic right now. I enjoy this. Oh, uh, just my sources yeah. before I forget. Uh, the University of Windsor Center for Digital Scholarship website uh, in a section called Neighborhood Histories. Wikipedia, MLive, Bablo.ca, Atlas Obscura, and ClickOnDetroit.com. Awesome. I would be interested, too, if anybody uh, has any specific ghost stories. Or just stories about the island. Well, that's true, too. I got ghosts on the brain, but... Oh, totally. Yeah. What season are you on about Ghost Hunters? Ghost Adventures, first of all. Ghost Hunters is a different show. Uh, (laughs) Okay. It's okay. Um, we are on season 16 right now, but we also realized that the app we are watching it through is missing about 18 episodes. Oh, no. Yeah. 
we don't know what we're going to do about that. We're also thinking about, I might cut this, but I'm going to tell you, we're thinking about starting a Twitch channel where we watch Ghost Adventures. That's what I like. Lisa is laughing in the other room right now because we're going to. Do it. I was trying to start a Twitch channel. We even like came up with a username and like created it, but we couldn't, I like couldn't figure out Twitch, which I like, I have a degree in computer science and I just like couldn't figure it out. But we're going to get drunk and play Nancy Drew. We called it the Nancy Crew. Oh, that's fun. I like that idea, too. Yeah, because those games are stupid. Yeah. They're so stupid, but well, so Well, I haven't good. played them. You've just told me about them. Ugh, I love them. They're so dumb. If I figure it out. Please let me know. I'll let you know. Let a hoe know. Yeah. We're watching them all anyway. The world needs <laughs> The world needs this. Uh that was a good story, though. Thank you. Yeah, you did a really good job. I'm smiling so big because I'm like, Pablo, immediate nostalgia. I'm happy that it's bringing good nostalgia for you, and I hope that some of our listeners have that, too. I unfortunately don't because mm-hmm. I'm so young. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I can TikTok real good. I spent like a half hour today learning the say so dance, which is already on its way out, I feel like. But I still wanted to know it. I think that's one of the things I want to do. Not that specific dance, but I was like, you know what? I want to learn at least one TikTok dance. I mean, there's the really easy one that's like, bow, 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 bow. that one, you know? Oh, yeah, that one. Um, that's going to be a really <laughs> great segment for our uh, listeners when I'm doing yeah. dan- TikTok dances over webcam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's going to be, be <clears throat> auditory pleasure. Yes. Uh, uh, but no that was pretty awesome thank you and thank you for doing that and i'm excited to see the photos and i'm not gonna lie i am probably gonna look up more photos uh particularly of the old amusement park place now because i'm curious so since you did that though would you like to play two truths and a lie si se puede i think that means yes yes of course Okay. <laughs> so I actually did a very last minute one and it was just because like I you know sometimes I have some prepared but they're just like backup ones and I'm not that excited about them mm-hmm. and then I was thinking about uh, just some stuff I've been trying to do you know during these times to, to, to stay a little more level headed and one thing that I'm kind of always striving for but not great at consistency with is uh, meditation mm-hmm. So these are all facts that have been scientifically proven about meditation. Okay. So all of these, before I forget, uh, came from, oh no, I lost the website. Oh no. Here it is. Okay. All of these came from onlinepsychologydegree.info. So we'll see how valid they are. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Online psychology sounds pretty good, but I'm not really sure. These are like, it's like one of those... Find college programs. However, whatever. I'm just going to go. Do with it. it. I didn't look at my source before. It's okay. So, fact number one. Meditation can be a more effective painkiller than morphine. Okay. Fact number two. Lengthy meditation is more important than consistent meditation. Fact number three. Meditation can sometimes be more effective than sleep. 
I'm going to go with two is a lie. I think it's the other way around. It is. Okay. Yeah, consistent meditation is more important than lengthy meditation. This was actually kind of a hard one to come up with a lie for because I think a lot of it is pretty like, okay, I could see meditation doing that. I could see it doing that. But it is pretty amazing. Like, it can improve your memory. It can slow down um, neurodegenerative diseases. It can help reduce blood pressure. It leads to neuroplasticity in the brain. Um, It can sometimes be more effective than sleep. That's a you know scary thing to say because sleep is very very important too. Oh yeah, but it can help make decision making easier. It can uh, the brain functions better. Heart health can even be pr- improved. People, uh, thousands of people, I'm sure it's more than thousands of people have overcome addictions using mindful meditation. Can reduce stress, um, improve attention spans, kindness. Um, this one I don't know how much I should have used this actually, but meditation can keep us from aging. I think it's more just like it, your brain psychology can okay affects your your you know yeah like shit I'll just keep meditating fuck Botox yes <laughs> let me meditate these wrinkles away <laughs> but yeah no it's it, I've been trying to do it my I'm my biggest streak in my whole life though is like three days in a row so <laughs> oh same I always like think I need to meditate more and I don't. Mm-hmm. But actually going off of that consistent over like lengthy, like even five minutes a day is five minutes a day. Yeah. So like, I think that's like the more important takeaway is just like, you know, just giving yourself five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that wraps us. I think so too. Do you, do you want to tell people? Yeah. Do you want to tell pe- people where to find I'll us? tell the people, people listen up tell the people listen up people if you want to follow us on the social medias uh we're detroit strange on facebook at detroit strange on instagram and twitter and if you want to email us uh detroit strange at gmail.com which i'm going to say it again if you have any fun boblo stories you want to share or any haunted boblo stories or anything that's where you should sign it is the gmail Mm -hmm. yeah or just you know say hey yeah we like haze oh yeah and then also make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review uh, if you have a second. You can also head over to Planning the Ant Podcast, check out some other podcasts on our network. We actually have a new one called We're Freaking Out, and it is uh, comedians Esther Navarez and Jeff Horst uh, freaking out about different topics. Love that. And yeah, they are <laughs> a delight. And they're they're both so funny and just such genuinely great people. Listening to them talk is it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah, I caught a little bit of their cooking show. They have a cooking show on Saturdays, I think, called Hungry as a Horse, mm-hmm. which I think is mm-hmm. a fun name. Also a lot of fun. But yeah, so that's another thing. If you need some kind of entertainment, the Planet Night YouTube channel's got some stuff. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Mm-hmm. And then also to uh, if you need any advice on anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My improv group, Dusty Bunny, we're doing a weekly show at set from 7 to 8 p.m. Because we're hopefully trying to avoid other streaming things that we love. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we wanted to do something because we were just having weekly chats. Uh-huh. And so we decided we were going to do an advice show. And it was a lot of fun last week. And we're looking forward to continuing it so we're gonna have a theme every week too so we're gonna dress up as something thematic i saw your was a theme for last week's 90s it was gonna be very clarissa explains it all 
Yeah. No, our first our first episode was 90s. Oh, um, I unfortunately missed the first one, but I can't wait to tune in this week because it looked like so much fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. And we're, we are pretty good about keeping it like to a tight hour. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So send us your send problems to us. Yes. <laughs> or, or tell us in the chat. We would love to have some chat problems. We got one last week. But chat problems. We'd love a few more. Chat problems. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, what if somebody wants a cool T-shirt? Uh, if they want a cool t-shirt or a sweatshirt or a tank top or a mug or a sticker or a bag or any of the above, then go to thread or DetroitStrange.Threadless.com and check out our store. Yeah, that'd be rad. Uh, and then stay safe, stay home. And most and importantly, always, stay, stay strange. strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence.